0: I just felt so far from God, and I I felt like there was no way of um, redemption, and it, it was such a lie, obviously.
1: This is my comeback story. This is my, this comeback. Comeback, story. This is my comeback. comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. We're live, and we're back. I am very excited to be here with my beautiful wife, Holly Rose Lewis, this morning, and we are... Going to continue on with telling stories, testimonies of God's goodness and His amazing power and His ability to be able to save and pull people out of the, the darkest situations. And um, you know, today is is to to be sitting here with my wife and um, to hear her story. Just a, a just you know, just a really neat story of God's love and um, had a had a real impact on me uh, the first time that I heard it. I think we were having dinner in Lawrenceville, the first time that you ever told your story to me in its entirety. And it, it just really was, um, I remember being in, in tears whenever I heard it. But um, that was also during the, uh, the dating days as I was relentless in my pursuit of my beautiful wife. You can't see her on this podcast, but I am telling you, go to my Facebook page, look at my profile picture, you will find her there and you will see that she is way outside of my league. <laughs> I still don't understand how I landed that plane. But anyway, um, we uh, we are here this morning to um, just share her story, and we want to um, use all of our platforms to be able to uh, magnify the name of Jesus and to know that He is still in the business um, of of saving lives. And uh, you know, another thing that's that's neat about Holly and that's going to be a little different than in, in some of the, the the previous stories that you've heard on here is that while she was uh, a partier in high school and college and rebellious and all of those things, that she didn't have to go all the way down to the bottom. You know, and you hear that a lot. You know, they've got to hit their rock bottom and they've got to, you know, whatever that is. And I mean, like, you know, number one, that's a relative term, but in somebody's mind, they just feel like, okay, until, you know, they've gone to prison and they've got three felonies and they've, um, you know, lost you know multiple spouses and houses and careers that then that qualifies as a bottom but the truth is is that's not the case at all i mean a bottom can be where you know you're you're feeling empty and you feel like that um you know and you're just sick and tired of of getting the negative consequences of a life spent outside of god's will and so um you know, I want to encourage parents. I want to encourage people who are listening to this today that you, that you don't have to keep beating your head against the same wall for your entire life. But anyway, that's enough preaching from me. And I am very excited to hand the mic over to my beautiful wife, Holly. Tell us your story.
0: Thank you, Trey. Such an honor to be doing this. Um, so yeah, basically, I grew up pretty much in the church. Um, my mom got saved when she, I think, was newly married, I believe. Um, her and my dad, she got saved. She was led by the Lord by one of my dad's co-workers. And, um, and it was actually an amazing testimony. You might want to get her on here one day. Let's do it. And tell that. So she definitely gave herself to raising us up in the church. She would bring us to Sunday school, she'd bring us to Sunday night school uh, church, she'd bring us to Wednesday night. Um, And so I had that foundation, I definitely did. Growing up, I was a good kid, really, I don't remember any um, bad, really, my childhood. Like I really had a great childhood. I had so much fun, I was always, I just remember I was playing with my friends, always um, laughing, Uh, my parents did everything they could to, Really just, they wanted us to enjoy life. I mean, we, you know, my dad was in the military. You know, we, we didn't have a ton, but we always had enough to where we were so satisfied. We, I, we just were so blessed. So I always had a, a great upbringing. I wouldn't say, looking back, I wouldn't say I was saved, but I definitely grew up in the church and I knew basic Bible principles. I was just a good kid, but I definitely did not have any relationship with the Lord. So we moved to Ohio. My, my dad, um, he retires from the military. We moved to Ohio. And that's really when things started to change. I, I mean, middle school at this point, I start to rebel. I start to, and it started so subtly, you know, I would start arguing with my mom and getting fights with her and um, sneaking, you know, different things, sneaking around, um, you know, not listening to my mom and hanging out with people that I shouldn't have. And it kind of just escalated. You know, I get to high school and, um, I just fall into the spirit of the age. I fall into rebellion, full-blown rebellion, full-blown partying. Um, just, oh my gosh, nothing that I ever wish upon my children. I pray against that. Um, made horrible decisions and, that brought me into college. I, got, I get accepted into Ohio University and it's like the biggest party school in Ohio. And I just, I was so excited to go there. And I just remember my first day, I just, I felt so free because I'm not living at home anymore and I can do whatever I want. And, and really I was just this girl who just loved to have fun and loved to party. And that's really what my identity was. I mean, I, I had no purpose in life. I had no, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was living for. I just knew that every single day it was just like, yay, let's have fun. And it catches up to you, you know, because you, you, you think you're having all this fun and you're going out and you're getting, you know, you're drinking and doing all this stuff. And you realize like, and I feel like every day I started to realize like, what am I doing? Like, I, what am I like really doing with my life? Um, and you know, it didn't bother me in the beginning, but you come, you get to this point where you're left empty. You wake up one day and you just, you're just like, what in the world is going on with my life? Because I knew, I knew that I was made for more and I didn't even understand that at the time, but I knew there was more. And I knew that this is not what I wanted my, my life to be. And so I think, um, You know, Trey touched on some people have to hit the rock bottom and that might look like going to jail or that might look like, you know, uh, doing the hard drugs and, and, um, you know, overdosing and all that. But for me, my rock bottom was really my, I was so unfulfilled. I was so unfulfilled with just um, the lifestyle that other people might think is so fun. And, you know, yeah, I was just so empty on the inside. And so... I I remember one day Campus Crusade for Christ. I, so I went to Ohio University. Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, someone was handing out, this lady was handing out these little cards, you know, and fill this survey out and you'll get a free pizza or something like that. <laughs> and it's so funny looking back because I'm like, I can't believe I did, I did that. But obviously the Lord used it because I filled this card out and it was like, do you want to know more about Christ? Do you want to, you know you know, learn more about a Bible study. And and in that time, I literally had no desire to know about Christ, to, know, to be in a Bible study. I believed God. I believed in God for sure, but I literally believed that I was too far gone. Like I believed I was so wicked that there was no way God would ever want me back. And that was sort of my mentality. And so I did. I filled out the card, got the free pizza, went on with my life. And I I don't know, a week later, I get a call, and um, what was her name? Her name was Kelly. This lady named Kelly called me and said, I want to meet with you, and I'm actually, I was on my way to the gym at the time. I had my little iPod in at the time, my iPod Nano, you know, and that's part of the story, and so she's like, I want to meet with you. I'm actually in your dorm, and I was like, oh, gosh, okay. So I I felt bad because she was, like, already in my dorm on the bottom. I lived on, like, the top floor, and so she was, like, in the bottom. So I was going to pass her on the way out. So I was like, okay, I'll meet with you. So we sit down, and she basically, you know, she's so sweet, and she's like, I I know that you filled out a car. I just wanted to, to you know, talk to you about the Lord. And and when she said that, when she started talking, I literally started bawling, bawling. Um, And she was like, you know the Lord loves you, and He has a better. You know He has such a great plan for your life. And I was crying so hard, and I was just telling her, I, I, He doesn't. I, I can't. I'm, I can feel it now. I just felt so far from God, and I, I felt like there was no way of um, redemption, and it, it was such a lie, obviously. But it's so crazy how people really feel that how the enemy really will lie and make you feel like there's no hope and. I just felt I just felt too wicked that God would ever want me back, and she um, and I was expressing this to her, and she she just hugged me and said, "God loves you. He's here. You know, like he has his arms wide open. He he accepts you as you are." And so I was, you know, it was just kind of an emotional thing. And um, so she leaves, and I kind of go back to what i was doing you know i was just kind of like wow that was weird <laughs> and so i i'm on my way to the gym and i have my ipod and i turn it on and all of a sudden this song comes on david crowder how great your love for us and it was like how great your love for us how great your love i'm standing here so close to you You could be consumed. How great your love. And it was just this random Christian song that I knew for a fact that I have never downloaded on my iPad. I never had listened to Christian music, ever. Never, never, never. And so when that song came on, I knew. Suddenly, I had the understanding that God was very near. He was very close. It's the first time I ever felt God's presence ever in my life. I felt something touch. like It was like his hands touched my shoulders. The presence of God... In a tangible way, touched my shoulders, and I knew in that moment that he was very near and that <sighs> things were changing for my life. And so I'm going to the gym and I'm just like listening to this song and all this, just thinking like the the eyes of my understanding were were enlightened in that moment. And um, I was just kind of navigating, like, what is going on, what what's happening, <laughs> you know, and So I I go out that night, like every night and, you know, I'm drinking and, you know, just doing the the whole thing. But I just, the whole time I was thinking about, I knew for the first time, like my conscience wasn't as seared as it was before. Like I knew it it wasn't right what I was doing because beforehand, my conscience was absolutely gone. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't even feel bad anymore for the things I was doing. And so next day... Um, I go to a Bible study. I go to a Bible study that actually Kelly told me about. And I go and I walk in. It was at, it was, they separated them into regions on the campus. And so I walk in, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was at the dorm that I lived in. And I walk in and I just start crying. I start bawling again. And I'm, I'm feeling so awkward because here I am, this like, you know, this girl is just bawling every time that, like, she enters into the presence of God is what it was. And, uh, and they're, like, looking at me, and I just remember the whole time just sitting there just crying and crying. Like, I was crying so hard I couldn't even concentrate, and I, I felt so stupid, really. And um, I don't really remember much of the Bible study because the whole time I was crying. So I think that was a Wednesday, and I go out that night, and the same thing. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so – what is happening in my life? I felt so – Convicted. So I tell my sister. In the meantime, I'm telling my sister, who is a born again, God loving Christian. <laughs> she was always the good kid. Um, I'm telling her about this, and she's like, "Holly, oh my gosh, please go to Campus Crusade meeting on Thursday. Please go. You know, encouraging me to go. And so I told her, "Yes, I'll go. I'll go." So, so Thursday rolls around, and I remember that day everybody was calling me. Everybody was, it was bizarre. I mean, I was getting calls from everyone. You want to come out tonight? Let's go, let's meet at this bar, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was literally planning on going out, but I was like, I have to go to the Camps Crusade for Christ meeting. And it started at 9 p.m. for whatever reason. Or did it start at 9 or 7? It was late. It was in the evening. And um, it was, it was pretty late. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to go to this and I'm going to go out after. So, I remember I'm walking to the meeting, and everyone else is walking to the bars, walking to Court Street, and I'm walking to the meeting, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to this, I'm going out. I go, I walk in. Of course, immediately I bawl, immediately, so hard that I cannot contain myself. And everyone's looking at me, and I'm just like, I feel like an idiot, of course. And... They start playing Matt Redman, oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. And I remember, I, I don't think I've ever, I'd ever heard that song before. And I just, I was like, God was speaking that over me, he was singing that over me. I'll never let go, I've never let go, I've never let you go. And and I'm crying, I'm crying. And, you know, I don't remember much of the service, of course, but so afterwards, I you know, I kind of stand up, and I'm looking around, and I'm not going to lie, I I initially was, like, looking like, I, who am I going to be friends with? <laughs> like, this is so, I, I felt, I was so prideful, and I felt, I just felt like I was better. You know what I mean? Like, you have this, like, pride where you think Christian people are so weird, and I honestly thought that, and I was just looking around like, this is not going to work. I have no friends. I will have no friends here, that kind of thing. And I literally, these thoughts are going through my mind. All of a sudden, I see this girl named Katie Paganstecker. She was a girl in high school that I was really good friends with um, all the way up until junior year of high school. And we got in a fight um, over something very stupid. It was drama, that kind of high school drama. We were not friends all senior year. Hate, she hated me. And... Um, and, and then we were supposed to go to OU. We were supposed to go to college and room together. And because we weren't friends, that didn't happen. Well, I hear her freshman year in, in college, I heard that she, she got saved. And I remember hearing that and was like, wow, you know, because I knew what that was. I knew what that meant. And I remember seeing her from afar and really noticing that something was different about her. And I believed for sure that she had given her life to the Lord. But, um, and that was freshman year, and I don't know if I said this, but this is all sophomore year that this is happening to me. I'm 19 years old at this point. So I look, I look up and I see Katie Pagansteker, and literally there's a light shining on her. She's like illuminated, and she goes, Holly, and I was like, Katie, <laughs> you know, I haven't talked to her in like two, three years or whatever, and she, she was like, Holly, what are you doing here? And, and she's like, oh my gosh, come, I want to introduce you to my friends type of thing. And so I go, I was just kind of in shock because I knew her. I was very familiar with her. You know, we had history. So I felt very, I just, I didn't feel, I felt accepted in that moment from her. And it was just kind of really, um, it was really neat. And so instead of going out that night, I decided to go hang out with her, obviously, because I was just so taken aback by the fact that she would like, nothing was, there was no, you know, turmoil anymore. Like she was very loving and welcoming and and so that night, you know, I go and hang out with her and I remember calling my sister and I'm like, hey, I went to Campus Crusade, guess who I'm with? And she's like, who? And I'm like, Katie, Sucker. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, are you serious? And she starts crying and I'm like, no, don't cry, it's good. And she was crying because she knew, she knew, you know, the history, you know, she knew what had happened. She knew we weren't friends and all that stuff. And she starts crying and she's like, Holly, the whole time you were at Campus Crusade for Christ, my friends and I were praying in our dorm room that God would um, send someone to you to welcome you in. And just I just remember like, thinking God, like he's so acquainted with every detail of our lives. He, He cares so much. And it's the little things, you know, that matter. And so, Anyways, from there, I remember going home. It was like,, I think I hung out with them till one in the morning and I walk home to my dorm, and everybody is like stumbling down. There was this big hill that you had to go up to get to the main to the um, main Athens area, Athens, Ohio, a lot like UGA for the Georgia fans Georgia um Students. But, anyways, I was just walking and I was like actually not drunk. <laughs> I was not, I was in my right mind and I was just thinking, God, what is going on? Because I knew, I knew that this was my like visitation, you know what I mean? Like, this was God was calling me, making him of my life. And so I remember just being kind of confused and I'm walking into my dorm and I'm, I wasn't alone that night. My roommate, was out, I think, with her boyfriend, and um, I was in the shower, and I was just crying because I was like, God, what is going on? I know that you're here, and I know that it's time, and I gave my life to the Lord that night. I, I was just on my knees. I said, God, I just say yes. I don't know how. I don't understand how it's going to happen. I don't get it. I don't have any like Christian friends. I, I I'm at this... Party school, like literally, that's what it was known for. If you're from Ohio, you know Ohio University is a party school. And I was like, I don't understand anything, but I, I say yes. And, and so that was it. I, I just, I said that. And I go, I go to bed. I went to bed. I wake up. I remember waking up the next morning and I was just like kind of, I was brushing my teeth. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I felt, it took a second, but I felt completely new i felt light i felt i looked outside and the sky was blue the grass was green i mean everything was completely my my it's like the scales on my eyes were removed and i knew that i was born again i knew that he made me new without a shadow of doubt i was so filled with joy i was so filled with hope i knew that i was saved and that was kind of the beginning of my walk with the Lord. That was the very beginning, because from that point, um, it was a fight, absolute fight. God put his spirit in me, and I began reading the Bible, and I began reading John, you know, and 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 believing the Bible, literally believing everything it said. And I remember a couple weeks later from this point, going through... Um, the thoughts of like, wait, am I really saved? Because I, my life was not what I was reading. I remember there being such a disconnect from what I knew that we had it that we have available in the Lord, and what my life was in that moment. And um, I kind of remember like it was like the enemy whispering in my ear, "You're not really saved. You're not really saved." Because for about a week or so, I was, I was, I went kind of through this depression where I was like, oh my God, I'm not saved. God, please. Like, I would cry. God, please don't leave me. Am I saved? Like, I don't know. Cause I just, (laughs) it was not, something wasn't right. And I I said, God, please, please, please don't leave me. Don't leave me. And I remember one morning, it was that afternoon I was in, I was in, um, my room and, the Lord said, "So It was the first time I ever heard his voice. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And it was so clear to me and it broke. It shattered all those lies that I was believing. It was like light illuminated. Revelation flooded my soul. And, um, and so I would say from that point on, it was a, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. God never left me, Ever. But it was, um, you know, a mature, immature believer navigating how to really walk out um, the Christian life, the Christian faith. And it was, and it's no joke when, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, you have to learn, you learn to walk with God. You learn it. Um, and he's so kind and he's so merciful because he never, he's always given me such a love for him and such a desire to know him, even in the midst of stupidity, like the, the sin, the failures, like I've fallen a lot since I've been saved. Um, I was an immature believer. I didn't know who I was, but I knew that I loved God. And it's so funny because you re- I truly believe that you can love God and still fall short and short and fall short and fall short over and over again because I would I've made some very bad decisions since I've been saved um especially on the front end of my you know in those early years um I went I got through college fresh uh sophomore year junior year senior year um and then I go straight I move straight to Georgia and I'm like this (laughs) this broken girl who who's just knows she loves God, but has no idea how to actually live it out kind of thing. And I guess from 2009, I graduated 2009. I, get, I got saved September 19th or September 21st, 2006. I moved to Georgia 2009. And I would say from 2009 to 2013, it was very interesting. <laughs> Ups and downs of, 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 uh, of life like the love that that he gave me for himself never never grew dim. It was always still there cuz I re, literally remember like my like giving into my flesh and then crying like god please help me. I hate this. You know, I hate so in in other words, I hated my sin. I absolutely hated. I was never given over to a depraved mind into a um and, and and my conscience was never seared ever. <laughs> just put it that way. I was absolutely miserable every single time. I would fall, you know, I would fall into sin and stuff. And um, and then, you know, Trey and I meet, we get married. Um, I feel like God has used our marriage so much to just heal me of things, of our of past things. And um he's used our marriage to hedge me in. He will hedge you in, <laughs> beloved. <laughs> Um, we have five children. I mean, I'm I'm just so grateful for the God knows what we need. God knows how to deal with us. He knows what he has to do to get our attention and to get us to fully surrender. And I'm I'm crying because I'm just so thankful. I'm so grateful that God is so good. He doesn't leave us. He really doesn't. And I guess as now here I am. Um, I love Jesus. I. He's teaching me how to fight. He trained your hands for battle. He trained your hands for war. And he's teaching me how to fight the good fight because we are sons of God. He paid it all for us. He died on the cross so that we could be with him. And that doesn't mean just going to heaven. That means that we have dominion on the earth. That means that we are victorious, that we sit enthroned with him and we rule and reign with him. And that may go against people's theology, but I know that I know that that's what he's done for us. And I will not accept anything less than that. I want the fullness of salvation that he would ever give a man on the earth. And that's what I was made for. I just want to say to those who are listening, um, there's so much more. There's so much more than going to church on Sunday and reading your devotional. And I know that that's all good, but there's so much more to this life. We, He has an amazing destiny and plan for us. In Psalm 139, 16, it says that, there's a book written about us. Every single day has been ordained for us. There's a an amazing destiny that's already written, that's been predestined before creation for us, and we have to hook up to it. We have to hook up with God. We have to crucify ourselves and hook up with God and walk it out. And that is what we are called to do as a, as a as. Believers, as a body of Christ, it is so important that we all walk out what God has for us so that we can wrap this thing up and that Jesus can come back. Like, it's so important that we call each other higher because that's how this thing works. That's how it works. I have, I refuse anything less than what God has for me, what God has for Trey, what God has for my children, what God has for my loved ones, my friends, my family like we have to start encouraging others. Like there's so much more. God paid the ultimate price so that we would be with him where he is. And that will come forth in my life and that will come forth in my family's life. And I will say this, it's not normal. I know it's not normal to to have that desire. <laughs> um, I kind of struggle with that sometimes because like I, I definitely have that people-pleasing, want to fit in with everyone. You know, I can be a chameleon. I can literally fit in with um, any people group. And the thing is, is God doesn't want us to fit in. And I have to release that. And, in you know, I pray that. I'm like, God, just give me the, the, the strength and the grace to just let go. And just, you are the only one that I'm living for now. And because... Um, It's hard to really put into words the hunger. It really is hard to, um, you know, some people say, like, you can't be so heavenly-minded to be any earthly good. And it's really, you really do have to be heavenly-minded to be earthly good. You know what I mean? You really do. And people don't get it. People won't understand you. People won't buy into it. They won't agree with you. But I know... The gift God has given me. And I used to pray over and over again, God, I just want to love you. That's all I want. I just want to love you with everything. And people are not going to understand that. The world is not, it's completely contrary to the world. It's not normal, but it is what it is. And this is who I am. And is a blessed man. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I am. I, just, <laughs> I, am a, I am a blessed man. It's true. I mean, and, and that really is who you are. And it challenges me. I know that it's challenged and encouraged everybody that's, that's listening. Um, absolutely love hearing your story. To be here today and just to, to hear your story and, and just such a reminder of, of God's goodness, His ability to save. And, um, I, mean, I just don't even want to be cliche or sound preachy or anything like that because it was just so good. Just I mean, you, know, you you telling me this morning that you didn't have anything prepared. Um, and then just what's on the inside of you, you know, being released on this podcast. And I know it's going to encourage so many people. I'm sitting over here in tears and have just been inspired again to know that that it is important that we continue to do what we're called to do. And we're preaching the gospel. And, you know, even when it seems like it might not be, you know, working or we're not seeing Um, you know, global revival that, you know, that we keep staying faithful to preach this simple gospel message. I mean, Mm -hmm. just like God did in your life. I mean, you're just there, you know, going, you know, freshman year, beautiful, living, you know, living what most people would would look at and be envious of your life of just like, gosh, like what what would it be like to be in the middle of your freshman year, um, to be away from home, to have, you know, everybody loves you. Life of the party, and then right there in the middle of that, that, that's why your testimony is just so cool to me because you know it's not like that. You know, you are, uh, you know, on your way to to prison or whatever. But even right there, what what should have been like the height of the funnest season of your sin, like God reaches down and shows you your depravity breaks you you know every time that you're getting in his presence like you're getting wrecked and knowing that there was something there that you were never going to find in those bars and you could have resisted it but you fought and you fought and you stayed in place you know even when it seemed weird I mean I I just I remember that that struggle too of just like dude I have nothing in common with these people like Mm -hmm. dude I mean if like if I start telling you guys just like my you know first three thoughts off my head. Like, y'all are going to go bailing out the windows. Mm-hmm. And, um, y- you know, and then and just like you said, the pride of, you know, I'm just, I'm not, you know, but then all of a sudden you find out that... that, that you're
0: not as cool as you really yeah, thought you were. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, I'm actually not that cool anymore. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. That's so funny. It
1: is, <clears throat> it really is. But um, it was just so good today. I mean, that's just a, um, just so blessed to... Have you as my wife? Thank you. To be challenged by you, to be able to do ministry with you, want to do more of this stuff. It's just so good. Every time I hear your story, I'm just like, God, that is so powerful. And I'm glad that this time, that is not just a um, you know a a live audience, but that we've we've got it recorded and with the appropriate emotion, um, you know, and just a story that you know, no matter how many times that I hear it or how many times you tell it, I just just my, my hope and my prayer that man that we would never grow cold or you know <clears throat> or, you know that it never just becomes some spill,
0: mm-hmm. right? I guess you know I'll leave it with this. We have to do our part. We have to participate with God. And I never really understood that until um, until I got saved. But it's not anything I was taught when I was younger. But, you know, because it's like God's sovereign and, you know, you just kind of float through life and whatever happens, God is sovereign. And the thing is, is like if I went out and got drunk tonight, I guarantee you that's not the will of God for my life. You know what I mean? Like you have to say yes to Jesus and let him be Lord and you have to follow him and you have to hook up, agree, reinforce the promises of God in your life. You have to... Speak them. You have to, you know, read them, speak them forth, and and do your part. Love Jesus. Read the word. Do the word. You know, pray, fast, and pray. Um, Don't just be a a a reader of the word. Be a doer. You know, we have to participate with God, and you know the the prophecies that. The words people have given you, you have to agree with them. Like you really do have to agree with God, and so I, I, I'm on that journey. I'm yes, God, yes, yes, yes. This is who I am. Reading it in the Bible, this is yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it will, it will happen. Yes, in Jesus' name.
1: So good, preacher. I'm
0: thankful for you, Jay. I needed you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I really did. Trey, Trey, God knows exactly what we need. Yeah. Love you, Trey.
1: Yeah, I love you too. I don't know exactly what that means, but. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: a, it means that God knows. Yeah. I need Trey. I really do.
1: Yeah, insane. It, it really is. Just, it's, been a, it's been an awesome journey. You know, marriage has its challenges, and um, it is, uh, you know, it is not about our happiness, and. Um, you know, but to to see, just I mean, I think about you know good landing. I think about our family. I think about the the life that God has allowed us to have, but that we've built with Him mm-hmm. and and in His strength. And um, I mean, I just um, I've just seen how you fought for family, and that you are, are everything um, that I need as well to make sure that I don't lose focus of of what's important. Um, so guys, be encouraged today. You know, everybody that's listening to this, I know this is going to be. Um, one that's going to have a a profound impact on your life. And Jesus is, um, you know, He is there um, just as He did for Holly. He is there near in your life. And um, I know that, you know, even now, just as you sense His presence and whatever you've thought about Him and whatever lies that you may have have built in your mind to to keep Him at a distance and how the world does such a, a horrible job of portraying Him as, you know, somebody who, who hates or that is, um, you know, discriminates. And it's just not true because he is love. Yes. And all these others that that claim to have it without him, that's a yes. perversion of real love. And I want you to understand, like, he is the radical lover, yes, not yes. not these weird little groups that are popping up and trying to promote these agendas apart from him. I am telling you, you get in there, you, you will never see anybody that's more countercultural, that loves when it doesn't make sense. I mean, I think about John 8, whenever he came after the woman who was called in adultery and they were getting ready to stone her. And just again and again, he always loves the outcast when yeah. it does not make sense. That's what he did for me. That's what he did for Holly. And that's what he's going to do for you. Um, Holly, you want to you just pray for the listeners?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Father, we love you. We thank you, God, that you are such a good God, and you have not forsaken us, God. God, you want us to walk with you. You want us to participate with you, God. Lord, I'm just asking for every listener on here, God, that you would call them and you would draw them closer into your heart, God. You would call them into a deeper intimacy with you. God, you said that with you, we can do all things. Apart from you, we can do nothing. Oh God, if we would hook up with you, if we would walk with you, the joy that comes, the relationship, the intimacy that comes with that, God, I'm just asking for a greater increase of love, God, a greater grace for surrender, Help us, God. Help. We need you, God. We're needy people that need our God. And we thank you that those are the types of people that you are looking for, you're longing for to walk with, the broken, the contrite. We praise your name, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you guys so much. We will definitely have Holly on here again. Love you guys. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call It's 770-570-7422.